What's your lemonade stand story? And he was like, YouTube's going to be the next big thing, Dev. I'm like, you need to get on that. And you get on it early. And I'm like, uh... And all of us, we, we all go through our own trials, our own, our own level of stuff. Sure hope this works out. Otherwise, this will be a huge waste of time. I mean, what else is it all about other than just taking risks and continuing to try and grow and hopefully yeah. make, get better and better at making things? Most of the billion-dollar brands you've seen were started by people that were just solving a problem for themselves. We're telling Lemonade Stand stories from some of the world's top creators, makers, and go-getters. We're rolling. We're rolling right now. We're rolling right now. Hey, just, uh, <laughs> we're having fun. We're having fun. We're rolling. Yeah. Hey, guys. This podcast today is sponsored by Yala, a task management and team collaboration software that we use at Lemonade Stand. We use Yala to keep all of our team members organized, wherever they are. In fact, we used it to plan and organize this podcast. Visit yala.team, that's Y-A-L-L-A dot team, and try it for free. We also have a special offer for all listeners of this podcast. Use promo code LEMONADE and get a lifetime 25% off if you upgrade. Welcome back, guys, to the Lemonade Stand Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Provoker, with the magnificent Jason Wade. And uh, Jason and I, we had a very epic week last week. Very epic week. Um, It's a blur. It's it's, all a blur. Not only was it a blur. A beautiful blur. Not only was it a beautiful blur, it was a blur that that caused a lot of anxiety like a couple weeks before. (laughs) Because we were like, are we sure we want to do what we are going to do? You know? If, oh, you, if you weren't if you weren't a true creative, yeah, no way any of that would have happened. Yeah, there's no way we were on creative fumes. We really were. I mean, the thing of it was adrenaline. We're, we're, and we're going to get into this mm. uh, uh, in the podcast, but we put together an acting course. <laughs> yes, we did, and it was insane. Say it again. Just just say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I want to. We it, put uh, together an acting course. In how long? Gosh, we should say because it will yeah. totally no. no. Never mind. Took years. It took years and years to put this. And through. it really did. It did because you had to go through your years well, yes. of experience. Yes. I went through my years yes. of experience. Corbin went through his yes. years of experience. But the fact of the matter is, is at the point where we decided we want to make this course an online course. Oh man! To when we actually filmed it was not that long of time. No. And of no. course, you and Corbin. Fortunately, we had yeah. this, we had the bones. We, yes, we we had done um, a course down at South, Southwest Tech in Cedar City. Mm. Corbin happens to be in St. George. I'm in Cedar City, and we were in the neighborhood and said, "Let's do this." Kind of a location, and we had done our our homework. We got together for months and months and months. Yeah. In fact, it took it took us a, nearly a year to get that course started. Yeah. So yes, yeah, some of that work was there, and we it, some of it translated into what we did. But sure. Some of it didn't. Yeah. And we were just like, Sharon, uh, welcome to the party. Yeah. Um, everyone, take a third and go. And just go. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is we, we kind of had this this discussion that when you do something for years and years, where it just kind of becomes embodied in you, mm-hmm. you just kind of like just know how to do it. Like yeah. it's just an intuitive thing. Yeah. But now to take that intuitive thing and be like, okay, how do we explain this intuitive thing to someone that has no idea about how to make something like this happen? It's a difficult task. Teaching my daughter how to drive. Yes. Teaching her how to reverse park. Yeah. I've done it for so many times. I just like, just turn the wheel and put the car in where it belongs. Right. Yeah. The sense of space. Yeah. She finally gets an instructor that says, take the mirror, line it up with the line on the, on the parking stall. Yeah. Done. And I'm like, well, I don't. So that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. We're taking things that we just take for granted. We've been Completely. doing it for so long. It's it's like breathing to us. Yeah. And in fact, if we don't do it, we feel off. Yeah. So we know we, we have these things that guide us. But to take this and break it down and be like, oh, yeah, try this step. And then this yeah. step is connected. It's, it, it, it was more difficult than we expected. Yes, but it was. and Pretty cool and insightful. Well, the thing that was also exciting was <clears throat> I remember I came to cedar city a couple weeks ago where we were all meeting each other we're like all right guys this is this is gonna be a very important night for us so important so important like we we really have to focus with the dial in we've We've got got limited time very limited time and we've got so much to accomplish 
because after this, we only just have a week left and then we're supposed to shoot. So we've got to, to dial it in. I mean, you drove the length of the state. I drove the length of the state. You drove the length of Panda Express, Panda Express. to get us Panda Express. Because so I wanted to be ready. I wanted everyone wanna, to be fed. Let's get right to work. Right We've to only it. got about five hours. Let's, Let's, every minute counts. Every moment counts. And right as I started eating, Corbin comes in. Yes. And he's like, okay, Corbin's here. All right, okay, we are, we are set to go. We're ready to go. And then hours and hours later after the, the incredible amounts of talk on aliens. Aliens. And uh, just conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories, out-of-body experiences. Out-of-body experiences. Um, what else? I don't know. We went we, down so many rabbit holes. So many rabbit holes. None of them applied to acting, by None. the way. None. Um, we finally got to the point where we're like, all right, we've really, we've got to do this. Yes, we've got to do this. <laughs> and by the time we got to the house to start preparing, we realized like 20, 30 minutes in how tired we were. We're exhausted. <laughs> we were just, hey, aliens take it out of us. Aliens take it out of us, as we've learned. It's so pathetic. It was so on so pathetic. many levels, but uh, so predictable too. It's so, so predictable, <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, like, how are we ever, ever going to get this course finished?" Because yeah. we only wrote like a little bit, and, and then we all decided, "Hey, you know what? It might be better if we just work individually and get our scenes done," yeah. which we could have decided before this whole trip happened. So we're, we're, we're really talking this course up, like really there's are. so much in there, so but much. it is kind of fun because yeah. we infuse that into the course itself. So you'll see yeah. the three of us. It's obvious that when we get together, we have a lot of fun. Totally. We have a lot of fun. Yes. You're going to go down a lot of different rabbit holes Absolutely. and you better be, be, be prepared to go there. Yeah. So if you take the course, that's where you're going to go. It's going to be chaotic, but it's going to be meaningful. You're, you're totally going to get, you're, you will get information. Yes. But we're going to be going all Look, over the place. Here's the thing. We have an ability to use a ton of words to say very little. <laughs> you know? We really Beautiful. have that ability. It's a it's, this, it it's the most it's the most brilliant balance of intelligence and idiocy <laughs> I've ever seen. No, it, it really was it really was great. Here's the thing though. Funny. Um I remember that that last week as we were kind of really like putting all the stuff in, how much just incredible experience we all had as we were writing the stuff down and as we started like presenting it and, and actually filming the video um videos i should say many, i started i started videos. thinking like wow like this is incredible information it's also mm -hmm. digestible mm -hmm. and it's something that people are going to like really enjoy i think and especially as a beginning actor sometimes you get kind of um What's the word like intimidated going into like a class and oh for sure how many times I oh, mean man. you've taken how many courses I mean you can't so even count many. how many acting courses that we've done the yeah. acting process and it is it's intimidating and it feels like there's this closed wall here and only yeah. only private members get it the information that you're about to have but we just blew the lid off of that well. I also have noticed how some classes are just so overly intense. Yes. Have you noticed that? Yes. Where the, uh, where the teacher just feels like he is, he is like King Midas or something. He just, or he just knows all he sees all. And he just is like, you listen to me and he gives you the lecture. Yep. And it's kind of like, if you try something different and you don't feel very safe trying something in there, he may attack you like in the, in yep. the sense of like, wait, why'd you do that way? What was the motivation behind that? And a lot of times actors, like, especially when they're just trying to explore and, and create and stuff or like new actors, that's an intimidating process. It is. Um, have you been through those classes like in LA or oh, Utah yeah. or whatever? Or, the, or it could be a counselor without a sure. license. I mean, sure. some people are, they literally want to just dig into your personal life. They want you to expose yeah. like all the darkness within. And then it becomes like this circle of competition, like Johnny one up who can have yeah. the worst background. And I'm like, okay, this, you, and you need to understand, and we'll get into this later. Yeah. I truly believe that the acting process is therapy. Sure. It, I love it. There mm -hmm. are things that have happened in my life where if I wouldn't have had acting as the outlet, I'm not really sure how I would have handled it or yeah. if I could have handled it. Yeah. So that is there. But when you got some Yahoo that you don't even know yeah. that is forcing you to reveal things to people that you don't trust, yeah. exit the room. Find people that you do trust and yeah. have that experience with people that are going to unify in that experience. You yeah. know, I, so yes, I saw that. I saw people that thought that they knew it at all. They knew it all. And if you did anything that was even remotely different, they'd be like, you'll never make it in this town. And it's just not the way. And that's what I love about the three of us. Uh, we, yeah. we present uh, three 
varying degrees of way uh, a, a way to do this acting process yeah. and they all work they all, they all work. work yeah and you need to find your own so if you're a, an aspiring actor out there and it, sure we've already said this in the videos but uh if if, if something that we say makes sense great if yeah. not kick it, it to the it, curb it, and be yeah, like oh, that doesn't work for me yeah <laughs> and see for me it, it's interesting because uh um I have to have fun in life. I have to. I have to have fun. Like that, that and that for me, that's so important because anytime I've learned anything and I've been successful at it, there was always an element of fun involved. Yes. For me. Yes. And so I when I went to acting classes and stuff like that, if they weren't fun, then I was like, oh, I don't even want to like, what what is this? This is gross, you know? And um, if, if I didn't have that element of like exploration and fun and wonder and, and joy, then it kind of like ruined the whole experience for me altogether. Right. And I'm not saying that everybody's like that, but that's just the way I'm wired. And so I remember I was in a, uh, I was actually in a coaching session, like an acting coaching session. And a buddy of mine who was on that TV show, um, Chuck oh, yeah. was, uh, he was coaching me. And I remember his process though was so intense, just so intense. And like every line I was saying, he would like critique me. He's like, what, why would, why would, what is the motivation? And I'm like, I have no idea, but the only motivation I have is to get out of here. You know? Like The only motivation I have is not to continue with this process. Cause it just was like not fun anymore. Or ever work with you again. Yes. And I mean, he's a great guy and, and we're still buddies and stuff, but I just realized, cause he even told me this, he lives life very madly is what he says. He's just hmm. very like, like very passionate and very yeah. charged, which is totally And fine. that works for him. And it totally works for right. him. But I just remember thinking, okay, every person has their own story and their own way of creating. And really the lemonade stand podcast is all about people's lemonade stand stories. Like their, their way of creating a business or an acting career or whatever it is. It's like, how do they go about creating their life? So let me ask you this. Um, how do you, how have you gone about creating your life? That's a big question. It's a big one. I wanted to, it was it was a leading one. You but should I got probably you there. think about sending some of these questions to the people that you're going to ask nope. before they get here. I didn't even know I was going to ask that question. Let me just unravel that one for I mean, you. Uh, like I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask you that because <laughs> I had no idea that was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> Can I get the question again? A yeah. simplified version of it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Give it to me. Well, basically, I'm just saying, like in in terms of like creating your life, in terms of like creating just your you have a creative mind mm -hmm. and in terms of like whether it's acting or i know you you went into firefighting for a little while and everything yep. like that yeah and that's all interesting okay so yeah it is the question that i thought you asked so yeah. here we go yeah. uh I, most people know uh, well most people that know me know i didn't get into acting until much later i was in my uh, mid 20s when okay. i when i discovered acting yeah um obviously my mom would throw me up on a stage when she had a you know, a play or something that she was doing for a local community, but mm -hmm. I was like background and I was angry that I had to be there. Yeah. So I, I never really thought that this would be something that I would take seriously. And so, uh, I guess you could say, well, you must not have been a creative, but I was, I, I, I had Jedi clubs and I had, uh, friends that we were constantly in make believe. And you, you had those worlds that you created when you were a kid. And then even in high school, I'd find myself, um, kind of getting bored bored with uh, people that didn't have ideas um, or, yeah. or things that they wanted to do. In fact, um, I, I should tell you this. I, I don't think you know this, but we created a film festival in our high school. Oh, wow. And we made short films. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, yeah. they're just, oh, they're horrible. Yeah. But we, we created the film festival and there were no competitions. So therefore we won of course. the film festival. <laughs> yeah. I have lots of credits Dude. Uh, from that alone. Amazing. But- Without knowing what I was doing, here I am directing, uh, running the camera, and editing. And we're talking VHS. VHS to VHS, man. Oh. VCR to VCR. The it was best amazing, way. right? The best way. But that's course. as far into that as I got. But then I did discover very quickly that nature, nature was where I had to be. Mm. Nature was my creative outlet. That was where I could connect to all things divine that made sense of my life however chaos it became and so i stumbled into wildland firefighting 
because wow. I saw a flyer from the Forest Service that said, do you want to get paid to hike? And I was like, I love to hike and I would mm-hmm. love to get paid to hike. And therefore I jumped into this job, which opened up kind of a, I don't know, an avenue for me to be in parts of the forest that I've never been to before, uh, chasing flame, digging line, just getting down and sweating my guts out, working yeah. my, I mean, just working those 16 hour days and going 21 days straight on a fire and then coming home and having one break and then going right back out and doing it again and mm-hmm. come out, come out of the summer and just tougher mentally for it, but also connected because here I am watching sunsets and I'm out in nature. I'm breathing in good air when I'm not on the fire line, yeah. but it, it just, it, it centered me. Yeah. And so I remember when I, when I, took off to Los Angeles to attempt the almighty acting life. Sure. Um, I quickly became a cliche. I remember living out of my car. I remember not having any contacts. I remember not having any direction. I got a job as a waiter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see where this road goes. Of Mo- most of us go through this, right? You're just discovering. You don't know what you're doing. You're down there. It's a big town. It's a yeah. big town. It's intimidating. And it takes you a few years to kind of get things moving. And so that's what I did. And when I would get those, when I hit those walls of what am I doing here? Um, I would find nature. I would go tap out and you can, it's hard to find nature in LA and Hollywood, but it's there. Yeah. And I'd find it and reconnect, recenter. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's been this fun, creative process. I, cause when I, when I jumped into it, I was in college this is before LA. I, I was in college. I did a play, uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I played uh, Caleb at all the best lines. Yeah. He, he was great. And it was that connection that I had with a live audience. And I remember feeling that connection. And it was really profound for me. They would laugh when I would say something. They were caught up in my character. They were interested. They were connected. I'm like, that. there's a power there. That's a yeah. really cool thing. And we did, I think, 80-plus performances. And by the end, I knew there was something. I needed to go down this rabbit hole. And so I went back to college, and I just I started all over again. I said, I know I'm halfway down this course, but I really want to figure out this acting thing. I did a double major. It was just a long – I should have been a doctor. Lots of people go to college (laughs) for eight years. But um, it was was beneficial because then I started doing a lot of stage. And stage was a, a place that I needed to be because I needed to understand the process of breaking a scene down, breaking a character down, breaking life down. And I started to quickly connect the two. I was like, mm. oh, cool. Yeah. If I can do that with a character on page, maybe I could do that with a character in, in life. life. Yeah. And so I quickly connected those. Then I quickly connected nature because nature is where I would always go to study my lines. That's where I go to memorize. That's where I'll find a waterfall. So nobody can hear me. I'm just screaming at this roaring waterfall. Nobody can hear a thing, but I can project as loud and be as crazy and wild as I want. And nobody, there's no judgment. Right. So I had that connection there. And then I brought that back to the stage so that when I needed to just zone in on a character, I could, I, I learned how to meditate and just really center myself in and just, it benefited my life on such a crazy level. Yeah. I'm talking everything from schoolwork and being able to get your homework and your assignments done on time to acing that test to mm. being better in the relationship that you had with the girlfriend or with your parents or whatever. Like you, you start looking at life a whole different way. So that's a really long explanation on your on your answer. But yeah, I've been creative my whole life. I just didn't discover it until later. And and I yeah. feel like that's pretty much everyone's story. Well, you know, it's interesting because. Um, I love how one of the first things you said was you went to nature, <laughs> yeah. right? And nature is what connected you and mm-hmm. made you feel alive in yes. a sense, right? Um, it's it's very interesting how, and we, we'll talk about meditation as well, but the more aware you are, the less you are in your thinking mind, meaning like, you know what I'm talking about? Like yes. you don't have like tons and tons of narratives and, and stories that you're having to like decipher through or anything like that. Yes. Those things kind of just shut down when you're present and you're connected and you're in a place like, like nature where you're just full of, of life. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I also find it interesting how you went to become a firefighter because 
guaranteed when you're fighting a fire, like actually fighting a fire, you're not thinking, you know what? Maybe I should have gotten gone with that mortgage. <laughs> Maybe I should have gone nope. with that car insurance. You know, you're not thinking that you are so present, you know, you're so focused and that's all there is. It's just you and the fire and putting that fire out. Right. So I think it's very interesting how your soul instinctively knew in order to find center, I need to go to places where I can be completely connected and feel alive. Yes. And you went to fight fires. You yes. went to, uh, you went to be in nature. You felt that same sense when you got into acting mm-hmm. and started to become this character and, and break things down. I think that's a really important principle to learn because truth be told, if we aren't connected to ourselves, if we're not connected to the divine, we'll kind of wander in life like half asleep. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. And and we're kind of like just going through the motions. And oh, yes. It's it's crazy. So that's so interesting that you bring up walking uh, just half alive. I love, did you say half alive? Like half most, alive, like half asleep. Because most people say half dead. So yeah. see how positive you are? Like everything Thanks, about man. this man is positive. Come on. That All is right. crazy. Well, half alive. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you say that because that was that was how I felt. I yeah. uh, I didn't have a bad childhood. I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, my childhood." Yeah. But there were some crazy things that happened back then. Sure, you don't talk about in the 80s and in the 90s. We didn't have the yeah. we didn't have the ability. We didn't have the books. We didn't have the yeah. the, 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 the know how. Uh, when a parent was presented with certain things, they were like, "Oh, I'm not really sure what to do with this." Yeah, um, maybe my church clergy knows. Yeah, and if they know, great. But if they don't know, you're just kind of left, you know to whatever certain things happen along our life that dumb us down, numb us out. And yes, eventually you're walking around half alive. And I would hate to ever see the statistics on, on that. Yeah. Cause I would imagine that it's a pretty high statistic. A lot of us are walking around half alive. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the saddest things I saw during Christmas season, uh, a couple of years ago, I was like in target and I looked at the faces of people and a lot of them seemed completely this miserable, just miserable, like this sad, weird, weird, vacant. glossy look on their yes. faces as they're like kind of going through the motion, yeah. buying presents and all this stuff. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, is this what Utah is? <laughs> because I was in Utah at the time. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got to get out of Utah. No, I, I remember, I remember just thinking how many people live like this. Right. And, you know, I had a very interesting situation happen to me. Years ago, I was working on a film and I had a, a buddy come out and visit me. And I haven't seen this kid in a long time. And we went to high school together and he was like always the goofball kid, you know, always like goofing around, getting in trouble. Anyway, he has now done very well in life. He is married, has a beautiful family and started like some mortgage company or something like that. And anyway, making a lot of money, right? I, on the other hand... <laughs> not married makes tons of money girls makes tons and tons of money in my mind it's crazy uh but yeah we were, i was making this independent film and it was just super goofy but i said hey you know i haven't seen you in forever you should come by the set and check it out so i'm filming and i'm having, I'm having a good time and after i finished filming we end up talking and he's like man he's like gosh Sharon, it is just so good to good to see you doing your thing it's so awesome I'm like, thanks, man. I'm like, but dude, like, look at you. Look like, at you. Look, look at all the good stuff you're doing. His eyes glaze over. Mm-hmm. Totally glaze over. He's like, yeah, I guess I do have those things going for me. Screaming in his head, I'm miserable. But then he's like, he's like, but then he said this. He says, but you're living your dream. And like, that was the end of that statement. Hmm. And instantly in that statement, I knew, oh my gosh, with all the stuff he has, he's not yeah. really alive. Yeah. And I, I think one of the greatest tragedies of, of man is to come here and to not be alive. I mean, we've been given life and to not actually fully be alive. If, if it's you, so sad. If you really, if you truly believe it, which I know a lot of people do, um, spiritually speaking. Yes. If we're here on this planet for a purpose, mm-hmm. what would that purpose be? It's got to be your you're here to learn, right? It's yeah. experience. It's it's moving forward as a human being and evolving. Yeah. What better way 
than to be a part of a filmmaking process where you are literally now going to go into someone else's life or into a made up world that is a collective amount, you know, all this, yeah. even the made up worlds are something, sure. they're representing something true, right? Absolutely. So we're learning and we're growing. And then I get to be this terrible human being, but I get to learn from all these horrible mistakes and I get to see the yeah. outcome of that. Take that with me. And then I, maybe I play a really good guy, but doesn't really make the right decisions. He had the, the ability to, and he didn't. I, you, you, yeah. you see where this is going, but that, sure. I love, I love the expansion of the human condition with this because yeah. I was such Oh man, I remember. Um, in fact, I tried to. I tried to get out of acting so many times. I had a good friend, Mark Hauser. He's he he kept me centered enough, long enough, and kept telling me, "I see something in you that you do not see. Mm. You do not see it." And that's great. You need to have friends like that around you that can see you for who you really are when you're yeah. fighting against something that is going to be the greatest benefit to your life. And he held me there long enough, broke yeah. down the shell long enough to make me realize I am living in a shell. Yeah, I was just, I was in this little cocoon and I was safe and I was harbored and protected. Nope. I yeah. just was limited. And then I come into this acting world and everything is just blown yeah. up and there are no boundaries, which is overwhelming at first. You're like, Oh shoot. I don't yeah. know enough. I'm not ready for this. It's all the anxiety of not being prepared. And then you get in there and you realize, no, it's just you being present in those moments. Yeah. Just be there, be ready, be open, be, be available and beautiful things are going to happen that, for me personally, affected my life, my life in such a positive way. I really cannot yeah. imagine my life without it. I, I think yeah. I would have, I, th I think I would have found it in firefighting. I think I would have continued down that road. But firefighting has gotten so political, and I think that would have ruined my love for the for the job. Yeah. So then, where I would where where, where would I have yeah, gone? I, I don't know where I would have gone. Yeah. So it's frightening to think, of course, I've got my wife and I've got my kids and they give great meaning to my life, but you also need to have something outside of that, that drives you because, well, at least I do. I, yeah. I can't speak for everybody for myself. Yes. My wife is enough. Yes. My kids are enough. Yeah. But if dad can also do something that brings him to life, that makes me a better husband and a better person, a better, a better yeah. father when I come home. Absolutely. In fact, when we yeah. got done with the courses, yeah. you, you know what the first thing I did? The very next day, hmm. all I did was make believe with my boys all day long. Because we've been telling people, yeah. do this, do this, do yeah. this. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I'm going to go home and I'm going to do exactly what we yeah. were just preaching. I played all day. I just oh, took a day man. just to play and reconnect with my kids that I'd been away from for three days. And yeah. we had a blast. Oh, my God. Those are the moments. Those are the moments, right? Those are, those are the incredible moments. You know, it's interesting. If you look from a scientific perspective, the universe, I don't even know if you know this, not only is the universe expanding, but it's increasing in the speed of its expansion. So that doesn't make sense to me because, yes, it does. Yeah. Sort of. Just the universe. Okay. So, yes. When he does this, I have Dude, to really Dude, I know you're like, you got to think down. Okay. Small words, Charon. Really small words. Yep. Here yep. we go. Don't worry. Okay. We're going on a ride. Yeah, we're going on a ride, guys. Okay. Come on, ride. wake up. Wake up. It's all good. We got, it's good. This. We got this. We got this. Okay. We can do this. Move. So, if you think of God's creations, yes. right, as something that's not just growing in every direction, yes, but growing, like increasing the speed of its growth. Then it's like you can kind of start learning and thinking to yourself and thinking, wow, I should be doing the same thing with my own life. I should be expanding my, myself. Absolutely. And if you, if you find yourself constricting, if you find yourself stopping your own growth, it will give you anxiety. It'll give you like depression. Those are just signs that, hey, you know what? Wrong I'm not necessarily buddy. going the right way. I got to like figure <laughs> out a different path out. I got to figure out yep. what's going to actually make me expand and grow and just feel alive. And but isn't I, that cool that we're all built in with that? Yeah. We all have that built in. Absolutely. We have these little flags, Moments. if you will. Yeah. But, hey, whoa, you're outside the boundaries. Come sure. back. And if you're just paying attention, yeah, it's great guidance. It's great guidance, man. Sometimes and, we just tune it out. We numb it out and go, no, I got to yeah. just do this and this and this, and then everything will be fine. Yeah. No. So let me, we'll just shift topics just a little bit. Oh boy. Like, you know, we talk about guidance Yes. and we talk about things that will help us to kind of just know that we're on our soul's journey. Yes. Has there ever been a moment in your life where I guess just things f 
fell horribly apart where <laughs> you had to t- take that lemons moment and turn it into lemonade. Yeah. Uh, several times. Yeah. Um, yeah, several times. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it. So I gave it, I've given a couple, I'm going to give a new one. So, yeah. um, we're what three years into my marriage, three years. We've got a cushy life. I'm still fighting fires. I'm doing films on the side. Sure. Um, got these kids coming in, you know, we're, we're a family and, uh, it, that's tough. And for anyone that does do this, when you're raising a family while you're doing filmmaking, it is, it is really difficult to keep balance, really difficult. And you have to be very aware of the voices in your head telling you, okay, you're out of, you're out of alignment because the filmmaking world can be very demanding and it can pull you in a little too far and then you lose your priorities. But then there are moments where that's got to be your focus right now. We got to get this project done and then I'm going to open it up to that reconnection. But point is, Three years in, we realized that we're out of balance. We're just, we're, we're out of whack. Um, and I don't think, I hope my wife doesn't care that I'm about to say this, but we were on the brink of divorce. It just, it, we're hitting every wall you can imagine in a young yeah. marriage, the stresses, the things that were being demanded of me, the, the, the stresses of her at home with the logistics and what have, why I, I can't balance all this. You're putting too much on my plate. Um, I had to, I had to make a choice whether to take a job in Colorado or not. And I remember, uh, this job was a good job. It was a stable job. Uh, it would bring in plenty of money to take care of the family financially. That stress is now gone. Yeah. If I take this job, the problem is now I'm six hours away from all my connections, six hours further away from all my connections the filmmaking family that I had put together. Um, and I had a momentum that was kind of pushing me at that point. This is 2013. So this is right. I've got a couple of movies that just came out. Um, people know my name, they've seen my work and there's a lot of momentum there. And I had to make make a choice family or film. Mm. That was tough. And my wife just grabbed my face and she said, look, you find your answers in nature. So you get out of here. And you go do your praying and your meditation and you do not come back until you feel like you got a solid answer. Wow. It's one of the most spiritual moments uh, of, of our marriage because I left, I went to the desert. I love the, I'm a desert rat. Mm. I love forests. I love mountains, but there's something really special about desert. Just yeah, taking away everything. It just strips yep. everything down to just the bareness, mm-hmm. the essentials. And, being out there and really having a, a true heart to heart and just pleading, what do I do? Where do I go? I even took video of this because mm. this emotion came over me and I realized when I make this choice and I knew what choice I needed to make, you cannot turn around and blame this on your wife. You cannot. And so I took a video talking to myself saying in the future, if you turn around and spin this on your wife and say, it's her fault for any reason, you're a, uh, anyway, I won't say yeah, it, but yeah. anyway, I've got that. I knew, I knew what I needed to do. I took off. I took the job. I took the job and I said, family first. We're going family first on this. And I knew at that point that I had kind of severed the momentum that I had built up. And we went out and we settled in. And yeah, the momentum was gone for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was hard creatively. I got things lined in um, or lined up. I had money coming in. That anxiety was gone. Then I turn around and during that whole time, that whole process of getting trained into a new job and being in a new area, had all this time with my family, reconnecting with them, reconnecting with the with the kids, really connecting with my wife. And then saying, you and I are going to build a life together. Just the two of us. We're away from family. We're away from friends. All that yeah. is just you and me. And then this beautiful thing happened a couple of years into this. Everything just kind of came around, centered, balanced, mm. and projects started finding them way. They're, they're, their way back into my life. Yeah. But they were appropriate. They were like, they, I couldn't, I can't tell you. It was the craziest thing. I would get a script and go, that's exactly what I'm struggling with right now. Mm. How cool is that? Yeah. So I jump into this project and learn through this character and then come back a better person. Then the next project, that's exactly what I'm struggling with right now. That's so cool. So I get into this and learn from this character. And this happened about five, actually about six films in a row where it was the exact thing that I needed to get me to that next step. Yeah. And then totally we're we're done with Colorado. 
it's time to for transition. Total therapy, moved. man. It total. was awesome. Total. Yeah. Uh, and that that whole season of life. Yes. Was incredible therapy for you. Absolutely. What, what if I would have said no? Yeah. What if I would have denied that moment? And I said, no, I'm just an actor and I'm yeah. going to just buckle down and yeah. do this. I may have been successful. I'm not going to sit here and say I wouldn't have been. I probably would have been. Maybe I would have even gone back to LA and I would have gotten the accolades and the credits and the money that I've always wanted. Yeah. But I would have had something gnawing at me going, you sacrificed far too much. Yeah. So. I know that's a delicate balance because I know you want us to tell you, or we, you want us to tell you that this craft, this filmmaking, is worth every sacrifice, and maybe you feel that way. I, I'm just saying, I myself, no way. There are mm-hmm. things that are far more important. Yeah. But after the important stuff, this is like right up. Oh, here. of course. <laughs> because if I didn't have this, if yeah. I didn't have this outlet, I. Oh, I, I would be dead inside. Yeah. I would be so dead inside. Well, you know, it's it's interesting because I remember going to LA feeling the same way, uh, feeling like I'm I'm an actor. Like yeah. that's what I'm going to be that's doing. This, this is it. This is awesome. And you know, the last podcast I had was with our good friend Corbin, love and I was kind of and I was love yeah, him. love him. And I was telling him there was a moment though when I was in LA, and I started hating auditioning. Oh, really? I, I just, I, I got to this weird point where when the auditions were coming in, I was like hating it. I did, I, I was just dreading getting an audition, which is a weird thing to say as an actor, you know? So I had to dig deep and figure out what was it in me that hated this? Like, do I hate acting? Like, do I, am I not liking this? And I realized, no, it's not about that. It's just about like reframing my perspective and understanding, okay, when I first came to LA, like this is exactly what I need to do. But now it's like all of these projects I'm auditioning and acting for and all this stuff wasn't telling the story that was in my heart. Exactly. You know? Isn't that crazy? And that was what it was. That's what it was. It was, it it was this realization of knowing, Oh my gosh, I've learned all these things and it's fantastic that I learned all these things, but now I've got to tell my own story. I have to. And that's, that's where things are going to like really like shine. What a powerful place to be though. Cause as soon as, as soon as you have that moment, what happened? Oh my gosh. Things just started flowing massively, (laughs) you know? And I, I, you know, I truly believe that there is a, uh, there's a time and place for everything. And I, and I truly believe that if you allow yourself to be guided the right way Mm -hmm. and like, whether going into nature or getting connections or getting connected, you can truly find the right path and, and it might be just for a season might be just, just so you can learn this little bit of, of knowledge. Mm -hmm. But I think it's so cool that those five or six movies that you did in a row were like therapy for you, like massive (laughs) therapy. And you, without having to, actually go and see a therapist, you were able to learn what this character did. It was actually coupled with. But coupled yes. with therapist. But, bit, but honestly, like, but being able to like go and work on this role helped you in your personal life with all the stuff that you're doing, you know? So I think that's just yeah. so awesome. Um, so let me ask you this. Right now, what brings you joy? Outside of family? Whatever you want to say. What brings me joy... Last night I was putting my my boys to bed and there's something about looking at a sleeping child. Mm. <laughs> and it's crazy. It's just like you are, there's a universe inside that head. There's mm-hmm. there's so much fun. There's so much joy. And, and I was looking, so I have two very different boys. So I, I feel like we have three adults in the house because our, our daughter's 17. Yeah. She's a full on adult. In fact, I think she parents us more than we parent her. I can see that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome. Um, and so when I, when I see children, I'm always thinking about the boys because I feel like she's already, she's, an adult. she's gone. Yeah. She's out of the house. But those yeah. boys are so different. So the one, uh, well, the older, the nine Valen, he is just, he's tough. He's, 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 he's an engineer mind. He's everything's matter of fact. Uh, he doesn't pick up on sarcasm. He's not, he's not very, um, he's emotional, but he's not very affectionate. He just wants to play. He wants to do things and he has no fear. Like the guy, his rock climbing ability is beyond belief. And then I have this other one and he's just full of love. 
He just wants to hold you. He just wants to be with you. He mm. just wants to connect with you. Yeah. It's like, how did these two come from the same place? But you're watching them sleep and you just realize, oh my gosh, you are, you encompass everything that is good about me. At mm. least you hope as a parent, you hope mm. that everything good about you is inside these people. Mm. And when they wake up and they do something that you're just so proud of, or you're just like, that was really a cool moment. They bring you joy just instantly. And, and there's there, any parent will attest it. They're dumb things. They're dumb things that you tell a friend and go, that actually sounded really stupid as soon as I said it. But yeah. in the situation, it was really amazing. That brings me joy. No doubt. Uh, also what brings me joy is being a part of content that is, and we talked about it. It's both entertaining, but it is also very, um, it's, it's, it's worthy. It's, it, it, yeah. it, it's emotional. It, it gives someone something to think about. Um, when I go do speaking events about my, my career or, uh, or a particular movie, I'll have a, you know, a line of people that want to come and say hi. And, sure. you know, pretty much every time I go and give the talk, I always have that one or two that come up and tell me a very specific story about, mm. Um, a moment in a film that I was in that changed their life. Mm-hmm. When that it when that exchange happens, to me that is joy. Yeah, because we don't get paid a lot to do this. No, no. we're not in this for the money or the paychecks, no. right? We're in it for the connection. We're in it for because we're drawn to it. We're compelled to do this. But when you have someone turn around and say, "You know what you just did." really affected my life in a positive way. There's no price on that. And yeah. they don't know it, but when they walk away, I am floored. I, I, I have other people I have to talk to, so I don't have time. Like I try to have that moment with them and tell them, thank you so much. But then when I think in my bed later that night, or maybe the next day when I'm just doing something random, it really hits me how amazing that is that yeah. we are part, we can be part of stories that can positively affect people's lives. So that's what I'm seeking out of. I, I'm not seeking out. Um, I should, as an actor, want to expand myself and push myself beyond boundaries all the time. But I really am truly seeking out particular roles that I can grow in. I need yeah. to grow into things. I need to move forward. I need to evolve. I need to learn. I need. I need to know what it's like to live a thousand different lifetimes. And then maybe I will be content. I know I'm working on being content. I'm not quite there, but all of these have brought me joy. And so that that's where my joy comes from. It's a direct connection between my family and it is a direct connection with my film family. Mm. I have two families that, that, that drive me to joy. Joy. Well, you know, man, I've got so many thoughts in my head as well as you were, as you were sharing some of those things you were sharing. Um, what I find interesting and fascinating, because I've had those exact experiences in terms of film mm-hmm. where, um, you know, it's always nice when people are like, are like hey, good job. It's hey, really good funny. Job. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but when that one person comes up and says, honestly, like that particular scene or that particular thing, yes, like changed my life. Changed it. Like I've had messages from Facebook or people like share different things like that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like without even knowing it, I was like this character, this movie was instrumental in someone's healing. That's profound. It's profound. I love those moments. It's so profound. That's what we do this for. It's what we do this for. You know, Uh, it's funny because like my dad was always like, Sharon, I, I think you should be a doctor is what he was saying. <laughs> I told him that when I passed out the side of blood, I might not be the best fit for being a doctor, but I have been one on TV, which is very exciting. Um, but the thing is, is like in a way, sometimes the characters that we're playing can be completely healing for people. Oh yes. And like, that's so profound and powerful. And I think that's one of the reasons why I left LA because I felt like a lot of the projects we were doing there, I'm like, what meaning is this? Like, how is this bringing meaning into other people's lives? It might make them laugh. It might make Mm -hmm. them, you know, which is great, but I wanted to dig, dig a little bit deeper. And so I actually wanted to ask you a little bit more on this particular one. I had seen 17 miracles after a lot of other people had seen it. I had heard about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had worked with TC a little bit, very, very briefly. Yep. 
But um, I'd heard about it, and people kept ranting and raving about this film. And they just said it was like so good. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like really profound. And and the truth is, is I don't know a lot of the um, like art, like the pioneer history. Yeah. I just don't. I yeah. don't know a lot of the church history. But as people were kind of telling me a little bit about it, I remember. I think it was like one Sunday. I forgot when it was. I finally got around to watching it, and I remember it was really good. Like I remember really enjoying it, but um, I had never heard of you at the time. And I forgot when that movie came out. It was a little bit ago, maybe 10 years ago. 2011. 2011. Okay. So about nine, uh, we shot it in 2010. So about, yeah. Okay. So it came out about 10 years ago, but when it came out, I remember watching it. Um, a lot of these church movies just don't do it for me. I'll be honest completely because how honest can we be? I know we can be very honest, but they, they just don't like mm, no. a lot of them are just like, Oh my gosh. Like they're just painful. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why when people are saying that it's good, I'm like, Oh great. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. But have you guys ever seen a real movie before? <laughs> you know, that's my, that's my first, my first thought is like, have you guys ever uh, seen like what a, a movie should actually be and feel like? Uh, that's such an honest answer. I, I love it. But, it's so good. But seriously, but then I remember watching it and I'm like, oh, this was a real movie, you know? <laughs> but no, it was, it was really good. And the thing was, you know, you played the lead and I remember not knowing who you were, but being drawn to your performance and being like, wow, like he's really good. And it was, it was like such a, um, it was a very serious character, very serious, very serious character. And you know, like I, I don't remember a lot of the scenes from the movie. I just remember having like this feeling of it being like very profound and real and, and awesome. But a few years later we met and it was like on like some industrial commercial or something or other. And instantly when we met, we were, we, we like became BFFs in my mind anyway, yep. but we were just joking the whole time. And I'm like, wait a minute. My entire, so my entire world of J- has, has been shattered because I always imagined Jason as, as Levi and he's not Levi as no. it turns out, you know? No. And I remember thinking even at that moment, we're like, one of these days we're going to work together. I don't know oh, how yeah. but we're going to work together. And so it's just funny to think that years later we actually started teaching an acting yeah. course. But, um, but, but going back to 17 miracles, like that movie was very profound in the way it brought healing to a lot of people. I feel. Yes. Um, do you have any instances from that own, that film where just that character, your portrayal of that character, whatever it was, brought healing to other people. Oh, so many, uh, so many. Yeah. So you need to understand too. So working with TC is amazing. You've worked with him. Yeah. Briefly, he's just, briefly, but he's yeah. just top, top dog. I mean, yeah. just amazing. And we shot that on film, which always looks so great. And his yeah. crew is just insane. Like it just, it felt like, cause I had come from LA, right? Yeah. So I had been on those sets. I didn't know anything different. Like that felt like That's the only thing different was that we were praying. I was like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, is this yeah. legal? Yeah. <laughs> can, yeah. Can, can we, we do, do this? this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was a little, okay. And yeah. there wasn't, um, what wasn't the vulgarity that I was sure. used to. And so I'm like, wow, there's, this is interesting. There's the same stress. Oh, oh yeah. Plenty of stress. Yeah. Um, but TC is great. And, and I loved working with him and I had the, uh, the fortune of working several times with him and every time has been amazing. That one was so special because, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but a grand majority of our background actors, I think it was in the 50 to 60% of our background actors were people that wanted to be a part of it because they were actual descendants. Wow. Yeah. So you understand this when you're on a, on a film set, mm. you have these extras that may or may not care about what the story is. Sure. There's like, I'm just here for a paycheck and a yeah. free lunch. And yeah. uh, what do you got coming up next? You know? Yeah. And so at lunch you're talking about your next gig and it throws you out of the space that you're supposed to be in. Here? Oh, no. I'm talking to the great-granddaughter of the Cunninghams or wow. someone who's actually connected to Levi Savage. And I'm getting this, you know, I've done my homework, but now I'm getting it from the actual descendant. And they're telling me things that I've heard before, but they're putting it in context that yeah. that's only a family member would know that. So that was really special. And that brought a whole different spirit to that experience with that film. And that was every day. Every day we had someone, many people there um, that were more connected to that story than probably we were. Mm. And they were happy and, and proud to, to have their, their stories be honored in that way. Uh, I had 
um, a, a personal, uh, many actually personal uh, moments of healing um, on that set because I was fighting against Levi Savage. Um, here he gets rebuked in public uh, by his leadership. Mm-hmm. You do that in my real life, and this little ego shows up. Well, what? What did you yeah. just say to me? You know, yeah. let's throw down. Let's let's square this out like real men, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, that's not Levi Savage. So I have to go back and do the work. And I remember, um, I remember TC kind of get a little frustrated with me because he keeps telling me, "Look, everything you're doing in this scene is just—it's it, great. It's just when you get rebuked, you come back with this anger, and I don't want anger. I want humility." And I'm over there going. Humility. I think mm. I remember in Sunday school them talking about humility. I think that. I, I think, think that I, I, let me look at the word. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, I'm being a little facetious, but I yeah. really could not, I couldn't make that jump into humility because I kept having this little angst and anger that would creep into the scene. And so I think we, and we have about 200 people staring at me at this point. It was a big day. This is a huge day. You have a lot of extras, a lot of crew. Um, it's a long scene. It's a four minute scene that just, you just call action and you run the whole thing through. And there's a lot of different people that are interacting in the scene, lots of pressure. And I'm the new kid on the block. I just moved here. Nobody knows who I am. I just got a lead role. I'm pretty sure a lot of those guys hated me. I don't know. I get a lot of pressure and I can't figure out what humility is. I got a director that is kindly, just patiently trying to explain it to me. It was one of those moments where I only had one option. I'm already in nature. We're shooting in nature. So I'm already there. I've already been connected. Mm. I've done the meditation and I've always connected meditation to prayer. Me too. Always. Yeah. I, I don't know how you can separate the two. Mm-hmm. So I just naturally started praying. I got a director talking to me and I'm just like, okay, all right, buddy, you got to help me out here. Yeah. I'm at the end. I have nowhere else to go. I got nothing else to give. I don't know what this director wants. I don't know. I got all these people staring at me. Could you help me out? Boom. Like that. The most beautiful feeling came over me. And I was just like, thank you. Mm. I think I got it. And all of a sudden I turn and I look at these extras and I saw them for who they were. And that helped me lock in. I talked more about that with our round table. Yeah. I won't get into that because I'm, there's something else special happened there. I realized that in that moment, exactly what I needed to do. I had complete confidence. Yeah. In fact, I might have even cut TC short saying, I know exactly what you need. We went back, I sat down on the log and he calls action. And I remember finally looking down at the ground and I was present. I was in the moment because instead of thinking about my lines, instead of thinking about all the people that were looking at me, I remember noticing the patterns, the sun, that the sun was shooting through the leaves. And I remember looking down and seeing the patterns in the leaves. And I felt connected to that moment that that may have been a similar sunlight that Levi Savage was seeing in, on that day. And then I looked up and I saw them for who they were. And then I addressed them and I really, I, I told them from my heart what I thought they needed to do, got rebuked. The rebuke didn't matter because what mattered, it didn't matter who was right or wrong. It just mattered that I knew what was true in my heart. But I also knew that no matter what I'm going with you, I'm going to move for, I'm moving forward with you. And that's when humility made sense to me. Mm. Humility isn't some, weird thing where we you, we can shrivel yeah, up. Or you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not me. And I give you a compliment. Sharon, you were amazing in that film. You're, oh, no, no. The rest of the cast members were, but I wasn't. Yeah. That, playing small has nothing to do with humility. Mm. Nothing. And then I started to think, well, how can a God build a kingdom if all of his people are playing small? Like yeah. he wants us to be as big as we can be. He wants us to own it. He wants us to find out what makes us passionate, what makes us tick, what makes us get up in the morning and be be ready for the world. Then go do that and yeah. do that the best you can mm. and then help me move this fo- this this world forward in a better loving way. Yeah. That's what he wants. And that'll happen in like a nanosecond. Yeah. And that'll happen because I was doing a movie. Yeah. And so really, like, I have this weird moment, like, movies are really just movies. Like, if you really break them down, they're just like, okay, it's a movie. And then in two years, no one's going to remember a thing about it. Yeah. But if you can have these moments while doing these movies, that's a lifelong lesson. Yes. That will never end for me. And so, Mm. yes, the healing happens over and over again. Mm. And I was so exhausted after that scene. And uh, it... It, it changed me. It changed me as a, perform- as a performer. And I started to seek out moments like that. And I, I, I let those barriers down to 
honestly be okay with being wrong or being incomplete. I don't have all the answers and that's okay. Just keep searching. Yeah. And those answers will come to you eventually. Dude, this, I, I'm telling you, we could go forever and talk about this type of stuff. I mean, seriously, we, the two of us can, because it's like after a good nap, after a good nap. Well, the thing was, I'm like, oh my gosh, like that, that story reminded me of something that happened oh, to me. Sure. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like one of those things, yeah. right? But that's just beautiful, man. I, I really appreciate you like sharing all those incredible thoughts and insights because who would have thought that doing a movie, which is something that could be forgotten pretty quickly was actually the exact thing your soul needed. The exact thing. The exact thing it needed for uh, a complete like change of perspective. Yep. So I think it's just a beautiful thing. I mean, yes, we're impacting all these incredible people and hopefully uh, people watching it will have felt this impact, but to see the impact that it's having on yourself Mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It's like, I would say the same thing about going on like an, an LDS mission, you know? Oh yeah. You're going out there, you're trying to help bring people to the gospel, to Christ. But at the end of the day, it's like, you're the one that's like massively changing for doing <laughs> yeah. it. You know, you're the one so that's selfish, like, huh? it's so selfish. It's <laughs> like, you're going to be, you're going to be learning and growing a lot. Well, uh, Jason, I, I'm so excited that you decided to be on this podcast. I'm so excited for our acting course. Um, and we still need to do a comedy because that's the funniest thing. To. I started out as Caleb and seven brides with seven brothers. Dude. Then I went and did a bunch of Shakespeare. I did 12th night. I did, uh, yeah. um, I did uh, mousetrap, which is kind of a comedy. That's not yeah. Shakespeare, but yes, I, I was in comedy for most of my career. I never did serious roles until the end of my theater. Yeah. And then I get into movies and the first thing I do it's like it's the most serious, serious role. It's so serious. And then, well, that no, I'm talking in L.A. Oh, it's in L.A. It's LA. just cop role, cop role. It's yeah. always serious, you know, undercover detective. Then I come here and it's, it's you know, Levi Savage and the sheriff. And uh, anyway, we need to do a comedy. We need to do a comedy. But here's the thing. Oh, my gosh. I just broke that. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all good. Don't can worry. You, can you take that out of my... I don't have a day rate. Um, can you, know you take what? that out of a personal check? I'll take that out of, you know, uh, of uh, no one even knows you broke anything. <laughs> you guys, it's fine. It's fine. What you heard was just uh, my a, arm. A, 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 his arm. <laughs> but he's fine because he's got another arm. Um, here's uh, the thing. When people see the course, I think they're going to instantly be like, oh, that's Jason. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because we're constantly laughing. We're having you know, a great time. Do you know who knows? So John Lyde, have you, you've worked with John Lyde. Of course, Lyde. love John. So what yeah. I love about John Lyde, um, I don't know how he saw this. He was on this the set of Saints and Soldiers. And he just threw out this idea. He's like, hey, I got this movie coming up. I think you'd be great for this this character. It, it, and the movie's called Osambi. It's about a zombie apocalypse. You know, yeah. Bin Laden comes back from a watery grave. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you've got my interest. Yeah. I didn't. How do you know I love zombie movies? I, yeah. Who are you, you <laughs> yeah. know? And I play a conspiracy theorist. The whole thing is just tongue in cheek and, and, so and just awesome. off the, you know, off the charts. Anyway, he saw something where I could be a, a you know, somewhat comedic and yeah. I come in there and I've been working with him ever since. And I think most of the roles I do with him, well, it's half and half, some serious, but I love working with him because there is no box. Yeah. If he likes you and he, he's reading a script and you just so much has come up in his mind. It's your role. It's your role. Do what you want with it. Oh my gosh. And he and doesn't that's... give you restrictions. He's like, yeah, just have fun with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. John Lyde actually has probably been, I don't know. He, I, I would say it's probably like given my career in film. I really? Would say, oh yeah. I would, I would too. Yeah. I Without would, John and TC yeah. and Ryan Little, yeah, I'd have yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like nothing. John, John started me off. John Did started he? me off. I would say yes. What was it? Money or mission. That was the very first thing. <laughs> This was the best. I was an extra in this movie. Okay. Like no, re- this, this is so ridiculous. Okay. I was an extra in this movie playing a thug, you know, okay. I, I, I wasn't even, I just wanted to help him out on set. I heard about him. I'd seen some of his stuff. So I said, Hey, it's so great meeting you. This was back in 2006. I just want to help out. Like whatever you need mm-hmm. me to do, let me come and help for free. I'm happy to. So he's like, Hey, actually, can you, can you come? Uh, just like, just like, pretend to beat up this main character. I'm like, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I would want nothing more. <laughs> so I did that. Fast forward to maybe like a day or two later. He's like, Sharon, go with me on this. I'm like, okay. He says, I have this, uh, had this dream. I'm like, okay. He said like, I, in the dream, this main character in this film 
is walking, he, he's having a, a vision of him going on a mission. So this main character is walking side by side with the, his companion going on a mission. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And he's like, and I want that companion to be you. And I'm like, I just beat him up. I just beat him up. <laughs> he's like, oh, we didn't see your face. It'll be great. <laughs> so I ended up being his companion in this other scene. And that's the that clip ended up being the cover of the movie. Are you so, serious? Uh, so Brilliant. I so I went from being Excellent. like a guy that was just going to help as a PA yep. to be on the cover of his movie, yep. and people started thinking, that's, "So are you the lead in the movie?" Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, "I'm not no. at all, not even close." You know, but that's how the, that's how the business works. That's how the business just works. show up, just show up. They like your look. Yeah, you're fun to work with. Boom, boom, things happen. It's that's just how it is. So uh, okay. Uh, we should wrap things up. Oh, I, no. Let's keep going. I know. We got to keep going. But um, no, I, I was going to ask you, back to our course, what do you, what would you like? <gasps> that's what get, we're talking that's about. That's what we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah. What would you like people to get out of it? Everything that we just talked about. That's all in there. Yeah. And more. It's just, it's an experiment of reconnecting our hearts to being present in our life. Mm. And, and I love that we set that up in the course. Uh, acting for film or character for film is synonymous with character for life. And we, we bring that up very quickly. Yes, we and do. we're very serious about this because if you think that there's some sort of disconnect, and, and there, there is to a certain degree in terms of what you prepare, or how you do it, and you don't want to be a dirtbag. Yeah. But the, the process and the, the lessons learned in the filmmaking process, if, if you can't find a way to apply that to your personal life, you're missing out on some of the greatest benefits that the the film community can offer you. Yeah. And a lot of people don't see it. They're, they're, they go into depression as soon as, and I do too. When, once the, the, the project's over, I do have a little lull of depression sure. because a character essentially just died. Like yeah. I just watched my character give up the ghost. Yeah. It, he is no more for me. That's hard. And, and you're struggling and you want something else to sink your teeth into. And sometimes there is something and sometimes there isn't. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you are chasing some sort of moment in life that's going to happen, that's going to make everything seem like it's this all now makes sense. That's a delicate road to be on. And and there are so many moments in every day that you have that can solidify that. And in filmmaking, all they do is give you time to slow down, take out the magnifying glass and really search out human connection, human emotion, how you can reconnect, maybe, maybe revisit or awaken certain things that have been dormant for far too long. And we are expressive. I know that we have a bad rap with some people. It's like, Oh, they're so out, you know, out of control. I don't need you to be explosive and, and annoying, but also let's stop being in a box. Let's stop being yeah. in our little nutshells. Let's stop being so closed off to the possibility of being wrong or emotional that we now sever connections from people and then to be based all in fear. Yeah. So we talk about all these things and that's what yeah. I love. It's like, get rid of the fear, get rid of the things that are holding you back, get rid of the innovation, the inhibitions, just, yeah. just be in the moment. And if something feels right, just do it. And if you can apply that to your life, think of the success that you're going to have. Yeah. I mean, if it's nothing amazing. else, you'll realize that the moment is actually filled with an infinite amount of light and love. Like every single moment is. And exactly. it's, you can experience so much more of life than what you're currently experiencing. Exactly, And it's a beautiful thing. So, well, Jason, man, seriously, it's so good. Like catching up with you and chatting with you. I'm so grateful for this, this, these last couple of weeks. It's been so fun. I'm so, <laughs> so fun. I'm right, so, and it's not the end. No, we're doing it's not. more. We're, we're doing a lot more, but I'm so grateful you said yes. And I know that sounds like I just proposed to you and you said yes to marriage, but I'm talking about <laughs> like, wait, yeah, no absolutely. Problem. Under different circumstances. Under different absolutely. circumstances. Absolutely. Um, but no, honestly, like I remember that day when, um, then Greg, uh, Greg Trimble and Derek Miner were talking to me about online courses. I remember exactly where we're sitting and just thinking, Oh my gosh, 
I of course want to do an online acting course because they, they asked me to do it, but instantly I'm like, I've got to get Jason Corbin involved. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to them. And I remember that night was such a pivotal night for me. Cause like just reaching out to you and just oh, seeing how man. excited you were and then seeing how excited Corbin was and starting that text thread. And the next yeah. thing you know, it was like, all right, it game on insane. guys, let's do this thing. You know, And, and, and the lemonade yeah. stand guys will never, I don't think they'll ever comprehend uh, how perfectly placed that was. Like that mm. truly was one of those, the universe opened up because mm. we had done the work and yes. we got shut down with a pandemic shut down so fast. We couldn't even get through our first class. We were yeah. two weeks into our five week course and our students are, st- they're, they're sad. We're sad. Our creative juices were just flowing. Now they're shut down. We have yeah. nowhere to go. We have nothing to do. And we have all this content, this good content mm-hmm. and we want to do something with it, but we're both stalled out. We even had another production company that we were going to run with to possibly do some videos, but then we were stalled out and how do you market? And it was just too much. And, and we're not marketing people. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Flash, you know, flash fast forward, forward, fast forward two months. Yeah. Sharon, da, 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 da. Yeah. Dude, here he think, comes. Well, phone call, yeah. lemonade stand in tow. And yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah, I know. I know. This it is, was, it has to happen. Like well, there's no way this cannot happen. Yes. Of course. Yes. It's so crazy because when they told me, Hey, create this acting course without a question in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> Jason and Corbin. Jason Corbin. Like, I just knew it. And I didn't even know what oh, you, you guys had all done. That's gone right. Through. You didn't know all the details on that. No, you just I knew, knew that we'd done it because you were our knew. next guest spe- speaker. You know that, right? I, I didn't know. The no. third week, you were oh, going to yeah. be our guest speaker. Well, all I knew was you guys were going to, you guys had created a course. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the extent of what happened. I just yep. knew you guys created a course. And I'm like, we got to do it because like, I don't know if they filmed it. And I was like concerned. I'm like, oh, man, maybe they already have something, but I'll hit them up. <laughs> so it, it all just kind of worked out. So That's I'm, beautiful. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, what a perfectly orchestrated thing. Yes. So no doubt. Yeah. And we all know where that comes from. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Jason. I really appreciate you, you taking the time uh, to be on the Lemonade Sand podcast and uh, yeah, have a, yeah, any last words before we wrap up? Oh, I've got so many last words. I know you do. Never ask me that question. Never ask you that you question. You might want to just wrap this up. Yeah. It could go on for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. No, I just, I've, I, I've loved every second of, of this online course. So if, if, if that is truly what we're talking about, because sometimes Whatever. we go down some oh, rabbit holes. Oh, so many rabbit like, holes. Oh, that's what we're talking yeah. about. So aliens. Yes, aliens, go on. And uh, out-of-body experiences. Yes. And nine hours later, online courses. Honestly, I had so much fun. Yes. And Kyle and Adam and the, the whole crew, Eve, that they, they were amazing. Yeah. And I'm still, it's all a blur to me. So um, you got to show me some verification that we actually did it because yeah. I feel like it was just a dream that I had. And I'm just waking up and now I'm doing a podcast about a dream that I had, which is so weird. Which is right? so meta. <laughs> and so, so, meta. It's so weird. <laughs> I then I'm going to send you some videos of yes. proof, proof that we have edited them and okay. they're ready to go. And you're going to be like, still a dream. Still a dream. Still a dream. Still a dream. So. No, awesome, man. Well, it. yeah, thank you so much for being on here. And uh, yeah, we'll chat with you soon. Okay. okay. Thanks, Jaren. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Lemonade Stand podcast. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use to be alerted when we release new episodes. We'd also love to hear your feedback in the reviews. And if you or someone you know has an awesome Lemonade Stand story, please reach out to us on social media and let us know. Thanks so much and have a great day.